What is up, everybody? Welcome to the show. I see things a little differently. This is your Monday show. Hope you enjoyed the match of the month. Um, and this week we have more extra content. Last week I was not planning on doing all that, but the releases happened, all that good stuff, and uh, just kind of got crazy, I guess. So, anyways, this week you have a Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday show. Today's show will be us just wrapping up the week. Just not a lot of stuff that I, I particularly want to talk about, but the stuff I want to talk about, I want to go into great detail about it, give my opinion and my thoughts. Um, also, Tuesday show, you guys have been asking for it. I have never, we're actually doing a bunch of stuff I've never done before. We had Selena De La Renta on, first time we've had a pro wrestler on a wrestling show, imagine that. Um, <laughs> and I've never talked about my comic books. I've probably half-assed promoted them. I've found other ways to promote it, but I have people say, hey, you know, we would like to know about this and this and the third. And some of you are just fans and you've bought uh, the comics. And so you kind of know what's going on. You kind of want me to give my thoughts on where we're at and stuff like that. So we will have... The next episode, which will be Tuesday, be called Messina. And that's currently the comic book we're on. And um, we're on issue two. We're working on issue three as I speak. I think we're like six pages in on the on episode. Episode issue three. Um, really excited about that. Um, we'll get into more on that on tomorrow's show. And then Wednesday will be episode one of Loki. You guys kept asking for it. I had been on the fence. I'm just going to go ahead and watch the show week by week. Like I said, it's too perfect of a setup. It's way too perfect of a setup. It's on Wednesdays. We have a Wednesday show. You know, um, my schedule's kind of open on Wednesdays. So I can watch the show when I, when I want to, once or twice if I need to, record the show, put the show out there. And then when Black Widow comes out on a Friday in July, I think July 9th, we can then do a little uh, extra episode where we just dedicate that to Black Widow. Because I was thinking about I was like, why would I delay Loki for a week? Or even have like... I always, and as you guys know, the ones that have been following this show since the beginning, since last September. You guys know I hate splitting shows. The transition is too weird. It's too awkward. It just deserves its own show. So that's what we'll do. Um, and at, at this point, waiting... I don't Because I don't even know how many episodes in Loki. You know... Um, I would need to look it up, but I just don't care to do that. I'm just going to do it week by week, and we'll go from there. Um, and I believe, and no, for you guys asking, I'm probably not going to watch the What If stuff. Like, not at first. Um, so I won't be reviewing it at first. Um, we'll just have to see how the summer goes, because I am starting to get more invites to cons, comic cons and stuff. So we'll see how that goes. Anyways, this is your Monday show. We're going to talk a little pro wrestling and talk about the week that passed. And let's start. We, we already talked last week about the big news of the releases. While WWE is still doing budget cuts and looking like they're preparing to sell, Tony Khan said last week before Double or Nothing, our roster will continue to expand. And they expanded in a big way. We have Andrade. Who is the newest member of the All Elite team? By having Vicky Guerrero introduce him, I cannot pronounce his last name, so I will be, be calling him Andrade. Um, that's a huge signing, and I'm actually surprised he signed with them. Now, when I say surprised, not because he isn't like them or beef or whatever, I'm surprised he signed. But then again, 
who knows what kind of deal he worked out because he's still technically fighting Kenny Omega in, at the end of July for Triple A Mega Championship. So he, he might have a sweet deal where he can wrestle wherever he wants to. You know, um, everyone knows his connection with Charlotte Flair and and uh, they're they're engaged and all that other good stuff. But um, who knows? Like like I, that, I guess I'm just surprised because. But then again, here's the thing: Japan is still in lockdown from this this pandemic, which is just hurting them. I know I just saw Biden says he's gonna help the you know send over doses to other countries and a get together program to help other countries out. Um, so lots. Of, so honestly. The only options people, some people might have to actually sign a real contract and know that they have security. Now, in fairness, New Japan and now have not has not let anyone go during this entire time. Um, but just to, just to get back to work, I guess you know. Um, and, and and honestly, they have they have national television. They they're adding Rampage. I mean. Uh, they can't sign everybody, but they're signing some 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 quality names. Andrade's really good. He came out looking very fashionable, very fantastic, um, very Ric Flair-esque, if you ask me, um, which is not a bad thing. It's a good thing. Um, so, to me, like I said, so I guess I, now that I'm talking it out to myself, I'm less surprised because of what's going on still around the world. But that's a huge signing for AEW. Um, I don't know if Vicky Guerrero being his manager is what he needs. Honestly, Zelina Vega is. I, we all know she's not going back to that company now. <laughs> they just fired her husband, and then they, then they didn't know how to use him. Now, it could very well be she's already resigned. That's why Alistair Black and I'm not even going to talk about the stream he had because he. A lot of people are upset. A lot of people are confused. He defended the creative process investment man to a T. Like he he gave the perfect I will not burn a bridge statement, <laughs> and so it could be and he could be telling the truth, or it could be his wife did resign, and he doesn't want to burn any bridges for her. I don't know. Um, I don't have any, and honestly, I don't have any thoughts on it. It's just too. That's just too weird to even talk about right now. I need to really think about that, but um, I think he needs I think he needs a manager, and I don't know. I just don't think, but then again, once again, they don't do their women very much justice. So like I said, Nala Rose and Vicky Rose haven't really missed stamp. Um, so that's probably why I'm like not impressed with that. Maybe if he's on TV, he's going to need to be on TV a lot. You know, I don't know how long John Moxley is going to be out. They wrote John Moxley off so he can have his baby uh, with a two-on-one jumping. The Elite is gaining so many enemies right now that... When people come for them and it's time for them to fall, they're going to fall hard and fast. Um, like they're building enemy after enemy. Now you have now Kazarian <laughs> going after these guys. He's pissed that they, they broke up SCU. They're building this whole list of enemies that they will not be able to overcome eventually. Um, but I like it. I like it. I like it. I like it a lot. Um, anyways, um, speaking of. Vicky Guerrero and Nala Rose, they completely interrupted Britt Baker's McDonald's celebration. I would never celebrate with McDonald's unless they want to give a sponsorship to this show, then we can celebrate all day. Um, but Nala Rose seems to be the first contender for the AEW Women's Champion, and she's a and honestly, I don't know who else has even built up to do it. You know, now in fairness, 
I don't know Thunder's I know Thunder Rose is under contract to NWA until the end of the year. They're not letting her go. But she's also not gonna resign if she can't do whatever else she wants. She's already made that clear. I believe her on that. That's why I believe she's not that's why I truly believe she's not WWE bound because of that. But you wanna keep that match in the pocket. There's a contender who I have not seen on television in a very long time. Tell me if you guys have seen her on Dark or Dark Elevation. She just beat Britt Baker in a sanctioned match last year when Britt was Britt was still a little hurt. Big Swole. She didn't have to win the title, but she can she should be the first contender because she has a victory over Britt Baker. Um so that's going to be interesting to see where they go from there. But to me, the big news coming out of the week, in a positive note, was the signing of Andrade. It was, it surprised me, you know. Um, AEW's always going to be, I don't know, and this thing, right? AEW's always going to be a huge option, right, to go to. I guess just because there is so much wrestling out there right now that there are options. And like I said, that's why I said um, during the, the Cuts episode, I was like, don't. Don't forget, don't forget Impact. There's a reason why Jordana Grace, who is super talented, decided to stay. You know, I think she could have been a great addition. Deanna Perrazzo could have been a great addition to AEW or whatever, right? There's a reason they decided to stay. So, obviously, it's not as air quotes. You can't seem to do air quotes bad as some people may think it is. Like I said, I don't watch the promotion on a weekly basis. I watch some I, I watch some matches when I, when I see something that just hits my radar. But don't don't dismiss them. You know, they, I'm not saying they can make a comeback and be competition for AEW or or WWE. But no, but they can definitely be a place where people go when they just need to. This is gonna sound really crappy, but with the people where they go, where they just have a, they have they can make a good amount of money. They they, they get to, they get to be used and creatively do what they want to do, and there's nothing wrong with that. You know, like I guarantee you, if Pac was in Impact, he would be the world champion. Right now, the top is so loaded in AEW. Someone like Pac, who should be a future world champion, not TNT, F the TNT title. He is a future world heavyweight champion. As a matter of fact, I was thinking about this. Because we already know who's going to be lined up for the next two title runs. Hangman and Page is defeating Kenny Omega at All Out, right? MJF is then getting that championship from Hangman Page because he is a heat getter, and that is one way to get heat on this. Another way to get heat on this guy is by him taking the championship off a beloved character like Hangman. And you know what? No, you know who should take it off Pac? I mean, uh, MJF? Pac. Why not? Pac and Death Triangle are like this. They're they're definitely faces now, but they were tweeners for a while. But like, anytime you fight Orange Cassidy or someone like that, you're going to be. You're gonna be the bad guy. <laughs> Let's just be honest. But um, yeah, I mean, it, it, I just think you can't take out Impact and ROH as well. Uh, I, but to me, Impact just because they they have the forbidden door open and everything. Like that. And eventually, once Japan uh, gets rid of the, starts getting rid of this pandemic more and more, and their things start opening up, that's always options as well. So to me, that's the big news of AEW stuff I want to talk about. Let's hit nothing much from Raw. Drew defeated Kofi Kingston in a pretty good match, actually, to get another shot at the WWE Heavyweight Championship at Hell in a Cell. I do not, I mean, I said the other week, I said if there's going to be a Hell in a Cell match, there's only two matches that should be in Hell in a Cell. If you look at the, the way they've, they've been built up, it should be Cesaro and Seth Rollins, because that that's, that's been a blood feud, and 
Bobby Lashley and Drew McIntyre. Now, the only reason I even say Drew McIntyre and Bobby Lashley is not because that's a blood feud. It's just they need to have a blow off. Drew should not get any more shots at this championship. And the rumor mill has been hitting. Don't know if it's true. Don't know if it's not. It's obviously why it's called a rumor. I like this rumor, though. This rumor came out last week, and I don't, I'm not going to say who credit to, but it's just, it's been out there. If you want to look at it, you can find it, you can find it. Apparently, the two main event matches for SummerSlam, which will happen on a Saturday this year, I believe it's for the first time ever. So I'll have to assume if it happens on Saturday, that TakeOver will be on Friday. I'll have to assume that, but I don't know. That's not confirmed yet. One rumor is we're finally going to get a Bobby Lashley, Brock Lesnar match for the WWE Heavyweight Championship. That's huge. Bobby needs to win that, though. Brock should not come back for one match and get the WWE Championship for a sixth or seventh time. That's why, to me, Bobby Lashley's run, the perfect timing for it to end is like Survivor Series. But he needs to have a long run. I don't know what you do with Drew. Maybe... You have a run-in in Hell in a Cell. Lord knows there's enough of them to where that person then takes Drew out of the championship picture. I don't know who you put in the championship picture next. But if that match is is going to happen, which is what one Bobby Lashley's wanted to have happen for a long time, that's huge. And I'm for that. Uh, but Bobby needs to win that match, though. And he needs to win decisively. So that's the only problem you have with WWE booking is that it's just not consistent. So you just don't know what they're going to do in this just crazy talk. On the other hand, the other main event, which will be a huge main event, because it's only happened one other time. You would have John Cena going for his 17th World Heavyweight Championship, a championship he has never held in the Universal Championship against the Tribal Chief, Roman Reigns. Matches only happened once. It happened at No Mercy a few years ago. They only had it happened at No Mercy because they only had John Cena for that time frame. The build-up Reigns looked terrible. He looked nervous. He was he was while he was cutting these scripted promos. You just seen he was not in Cena's league at that time. Cena murdered him everywhere he went. Um, Reigns obviously has learned from that, and he is the man now. And obviously, he will win that match. Cena will get number 17 one day. It won't be at that, that match. <laughs> and I do believe those are the two biggest matches you can do. First of all, SummerSlam is going to sell out. Wherever they go, they're going to be back to touring by then. Wherever they go, I believe they're going to sell out. You put those two matches on that card. I'm not going to say it doesn't matter what the rest of the card looks like. But it doesn't matter what the rest of the card looks like. The rest of that card... And honestly, and think about it, you could still do a Sasha Banks versus Bianca Belair uh, rematch from uh, uh, WrestleMania. We have not seen Sasha since WrestleMania. Now, she might be, it feels like Sasha Banks is like the new Shawn Michaels. After WrestleMania, she takes like these long vacations. That's what it feels like. That's what Shawn Michaels would do. Until he won the WWE Championship in 96, he would, he would take time off after every WrestleMania. Look it up. Anyways. Um, you could still do that match, which is still a big match. They had hell of a main event. You can actually then have, know, who else can you have on there? You can have a, trim, who, let's, look, let's look at my, at my wall. 
You can have a returning Finn Balor um, on the Raw roster. Again, who knows? The Fiend or whatever. You can have a number of things happen. But those two matches would be perfecto to that SummerSlam card. And it would make SummerSlam just probably one of the... It's supposed to be one of the better shows of the year. It would def, It should be one of the best shows of the year. So those are the rumor mill right there. But yeah, nothing really happened on Raw besides that. SmackDown, speaking of the Travel Chief, I love the callbacks here. I don't know where Reigns is heading for Hell in a Cell. There's no contender right now. Everyone's thinking it's going to be Hell in a Cell between him and Jimmy. But Jimmy brought up a good point. He already acknowledged Reigns. Reigns, you need to acknowledge me. Jimmy acknowledged him in Hell in a Cell when he was trying to get him to stop beating on Jay before he choked Jimmy out. He doesn't need to do it again. He already acknowledged him. Jimmy said we're past that. And you know what? He's absolutely right. So at first, I wasn't sold on the idea of these two fighting. I'm still kind of not sold on these two fighting. I just don't think it's necessary. But that's a good callback. And that's freaking the truth. Because what more does Reigns want? He's he's absolute. Jimmy's absolutely right here. So I just when he said that, I was like, holy crap on a cracker. He did acknowledge him already. He acknowledged him in a big way. So I was like, man, that's crazy. I didn't even think about that, but he acknowledged him. Anyways, the story over this whole mat, this whole night was the Usos versus the, the Mysterios for the tag team championships. Dominique rolls up Jimmy. Jimmy has his shoulder up clear as day. And referee still counts to three. They lose. And after Roman Reigns said he was all for having them have the tag team championships, he then yells at them. They again, they then go to Sonya Deville and uh, Adam Pearce. They get a rematch for later in the night. That match ends when Reigns comes in and destroys the Mysterio single-handedly. And he chokes out Dominique to the point where Jimmy won't do it. He says, "No, this is not this, this is not the way we do it. This is a, there's a better way," and I don't think the Tribal Chief agrees with that. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, is, it might be building towards or it might be building towards a handicap match. I don't know, you know. But I mean, Reigns has no clear challenger for that Universal Championship this month in two weeks. Um, but I guess that's the only direction they can go. But what are they fighting the Hell in a Cell for? That's my next thing. Now that we've had the callback. Now that we've had the great callback of, hey, you know, I acknowledge you already. What more do you want? That was the whole problem with Jay. Jay wouldn't acknowledge Roman Reigns as a tribal chief. Jimmy's already done that. Jimmy did that months ago. So that's where I'm kind of like, where do you go from here? You know, also in this on this night, Kevin Owens had an intercontinental title match. First, he was attacked by Commander Aziz before the match. Went into the match hurt. He had a Death Valley driver on the freaking apron, the hardest part of the ring. That rolled into the ring. Apollo Crews then pinned him to retain the Intercontinental Championship. And Sami Zayn came out, hell of a kick. And that was it. And now we still have the Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens thing going. That takes that takes those two out of the Intercontinental Championship picture. Big E, do you throw him back in? His feud with Aleister Black is officially cut short. He wasn't on the show. So I don't know what you do now. But I'm assuming... Apollo Crews is going to move on to new challengers for that Intercontinental Championship, which he looks fantastic in this new role. Him and Captain Aziz keep it going for as long as it can. And last thing that I thought was noteworthy is Bianca Belair will challenge, excuse me, will, will 
put up her championship, her women's championship against Bailey at Hell in a Cell. Um, this should be a win for Bianca. I don't see Bianca losing that championship for a good while. Now, if she was a SummerSlam and it's against Sasha Banks, yeah, I could see her losing the belt and they do like a best of three series. Um, otherwise, she's not losing it back to Bailey. Bailey had for over a year. This is just a way to put Bailey on the card. She should always be on every card. She's that good as a heel and as a wrestler. So, And lastly, we'll get into some NXT here. The only thing I want to talk about in NXT, I know, I know more happened, but the promo. First of all, you have a triple threat match between Johnny Gargano, Kyle O'Reilly, Pete Dunne. It's interrupted by Adam Cole, who made his return to the COVID Coliseum, as Solomon Monster calls it. I guess I can't remember the real name. Um... So I was about to say the convention center, but I know that's not the Capital Wrestling Center. That's what it is. He made his return to the Capital Wrestling Center, CWC. He attacked everyone. The match was thrown out. Cross and Colden come face to face, and Cross looking as intimidating as he wants to be. First of all, Scarlet with the paint on her face saying TikTok is hilarious. Then Cole is about to cut a promo. Well, is cutting a promo. The promo was fire. Regal says, you're not weaseling your way into a one-on-one championship. Cross says, hey, Regal, shut up. This is what I want. I want a five-way title match. I want everybody in the match. I want Gargano. I want Cole. I want O'Reilly. And I want Dunn. And for being honest, they're going to have to do this a lot. Because I don't see him, when he loses that championship, I don't see him being pinned for that title. I think Vince McMahon's going to want him as air quotes strong as possible and he won't be pinned so matches like this will happen a lot because also you've built him up walter up and i believe walter is going to be back on nxt uk this week and kylie ray uh so strong that who can beat these people you've literally that's their problem with nxt you've built them up too strong you've literally done the bruno san martino and you made it to now people won't believe when they lose um but here's the thing Talking about pro wrestling, anyone can be at any given time because we all know it's action, adventure, scripted stuff, right? But obviously, Triple H is a historian of all this. I'm sure he has a way of getting out of this, but I just don't see Cross taking a fall and leaving NXT with one loss on his record. I can see him losing his very first match on the main roster because that's what Vince McMahon does, but not here. But what Cole said was, they've done everything to make you feel special. The only thing they have to do to make me feel special is ring the freaking bell. We're obviously going to I would have to assume we're getting a one-on-one match between these two, right? And Cole won't win the belt. But I'm a, I'll have to assume that's your main event for SummerSlam NXT, right? That has to be your main event right there. And, that, and what a face-to-face confrontation. I was not expecting that promo from Cole. He must have had extra fire from his, his, his uh, girlfriend being the new AEW World Champion. But um, this was fantastic. I love the intensity that Cross had. And many of you know, I'm not even a big fan of Cross. I wasn't a fan of Killer Cross, you know. The same way I wasn't a fan of Magnus, you know. I became eventually a fan of Nick Aldis once he got that NWA championship around his waist. And he just started looking good. And he started, his matches were looking better. It was fantastic. I was not a fan. I, I, was a, I, I liked what I saw from Killer Cross. But to me, it was like the whole Braun Strowman thing. I just... For me, it wasn't my cup of tea. It wasn't like the same thing with like Edge and Christian, right? I was always a Christian guy. Edge, cool. I'll watch an Edge match, but I wouldn't go on my way to do it because I just wasn't, I just wasn't a fan. That's fine, you know? Um, but also at the same time, I think 
him coming to NXT and him not losing at all and him just um uh it feels like they made him such a big deal that it's just it just hurts him for me you know I, I know he's a good talent I just I'm just not there yet um but obviously that's I still think I think him because him and uh, Finn Balor have had a couple good matches there's no way him and Cole can't have a great match you know, so I'm, I'm I'm all here for it. So, anyways, that's the only stuff I wanted to hit on from last week. I thought that was the most important things. Um, and I am excited to get into this week of, um, and as, as I'm as I'm uh, about to do the, the close to the show, I look at my phone because I'm like about to look something up. And uh, Jonathan Esther is literally like messaging me just now. Andrade, dot, dot, dot. What a pick. Yeah, I agree. Anyways, that is your show for this Monday. Remember, you have a Tuesday show and a Wednesday show. If you don't get these notifications, are you following? Question mark. Follow. We're on every streaming platform possible. We're on Spotify. We're on iHeartRadio. We're on SoundCloud. We're on... Uh, what else are we on? We're, at, we're literally everywhere that has podcasts. So there's no excuse for you to not be subscribed. I will talk to you guys tomorrow. I am out. This is the Soul Chemical. This is I See Things a Little Differently.